When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, welcome into the Marvel Stuff Podcast. We're going to be doing another episode of Marvelous Depths, this time breaking down WandaVision. Um, I'm Coach. It'll be my perspective, so you get to learn a little bit more about me. We're doing it this week on the Doctor Strange week, because obviously she's going to play a big part in Doctor Strange, and it's super exciting. So a chance to recap the show a little bit, get to know my perspective going into Doctor Strange. Uh, Hopefully you guys have seen it and you're ready for the movie. But if not, maybe this will give you a good reason to watch it. Josh is going to be introducing this. He's going to be leading me through a series of questions on the interview. So uh, here we go. Welcome in, guys. Josh Kennedy from Facebook here. Hope you're uh, ready for a sweet, marvelous depths. Uh, WandaVision's great. If you guys want to hear about what we thought while it was coming out, you can go back to the very beginning of the Marvel Stuff podcast. We started reviewing WandaVision. So yeah, yeah, maybe that's one of the reasons I love this show, but... uh... Yeah, so I'm excited to do this. I'm excited uh, for these questions. I know you're you got a lot going on for these interviews, so I'm ready. Yes, sir. All right. First question, obviously, comes off the top. Wandavision, is it good and is it worth watching, and why? Well, number one, it's important to watch at this point. Apparently, it's we know that it's it's a need to watch to for the importance of the universe. But is it good? I think it's objectively an interesting relationship show. I think if you want to watch it it's at least interesting i don't know that it's good uh, like nothing's objective in, in art obviously but i don't know that i would consider it good i wouldn't exactly go out of my way to recommend this show to people unless they were marvel fans but obviously i like it i think real marvel fans kind of like it because it's got a lot of weird intrigue going on but there's not a lot of over-the-top action the acting's pretty good but it's it's very niche i don't know that i would consider it good but i like it yeah, uh, Marvel's first real attempt at doing a sitcom-esque thing, but also still having a huge budget behind it. So it makes it very unique in that way. So yeah, I think you're right to call it niche, but if you're an MCU fan, this is an absolute must. Do not skip out. But broadly speaking, what about WandaVision connects to you personally? Yeah, like I said, like I, said I like it. And a lot of the reason I like it, number one, is the sitcom-y feel just because I've, you know, I love sitcoms. I think one of my favorite shows is Jaime and Mother and New Girl, stuff like that. A lot of people our age love those shows, but even before that, I liked Friends. Um, and more importantly, it's that my mom loved sitcoms growing up. She loved old-timey things. And uh, when you live in a world where there's not, there's not a lot of things that I connect to my mom about, is that it's not, we have a lot of personal memories growing up. Uh, we weren't exactly together. We only spent, you know quote-unquote, every other weekend together. But there were certain shows that we would watch together, certain movies that we would revisit over and over again. And a lot of this show hits on some of those nostalgia feelings. So it's, at least for me, it, it feels good to, like, you know, have that have that little connection without having to just rewatch. you know, It's a Wonderful Life for the 900th time. So. Yeah, it, it kind of combines a couple things for you then, because it's, it's not only just an important show to you as an MCU fan, as a podcaster, of course, 
but on a personal level without, like you said, having to rewatch just old school TV, because if you try and watch it now, there's mildly racist undertones. There's definitely sexist undertones yeah, that's such a and things point. you don't want to deal with anymore. So getting an updated feel to a fun family sitcom was probably one of the best parts about the show. Like the first two, two and a half episodes was essentially just watching a new sitcom. Yeah, that's really funny. And you think you think about like you think about like the first two episodes, right? The the black and white and the the homie wife was like, "Oh, I'm just here to be the good wife," and you go off to generic job. Uh, in the show, it's played off as comedy. It's funny, haha. We're making fun of, you know, an old '50s sitcom. But if you think about it, that was they were being very sincere when they made yeah. it back in the '50s. That's like, the most like, normal thing ever for those shows. Exactly. So yeah, uh, just uh, just adding levels and. I, I love that about this show that just because we go through the decades of uh of the you know the universe or within westview we go through the decades we get to watch it but we also get to react on like an audience level because they're not only just doing the sitcoms later on and then there's different parts that feel like scripted and things like that so just super unique show yeah well, let's get down to the details uh we'll start before the show even really begins uh wanda and vision how did you feel about the relationship prior to this show and like kind of how do you feel about his death in uh infinity war yeah 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 good good point good point um yeah it's, it's weird i think the first time i watched the show well first off when i first watched it in avengers i just didn't care at all um there's just so much going on in infinity war and in in you know end game and you kind of just to be honest is one of the things that slipped my mind of the million things that are going on in avengers I didn't really connect to it, probably just because there's too many things. But when I knew this show was coming out, and I had like the understanding, like, oh, okay, it's good. They're going to explore that. I went back, rewatched it again. I was like, oh, okay, I see where this is going. You think about like her loss of her brother. It's it's cool. I mean, I've never lost anybody that close to me before, but I mean, I have people that are that close to me, and it seems like it's it's a pretty easy connection to realize how much that would suck. And I, I have a decent understanding of, of mental health and, and trauma uh, because of, you know, my, my family. And then of course my wife would do a job which she does. So I knew I was going to be fascinated by this idea of a show that was about the trauma of losing, you know, your significant other. I didn't care for it when I watched it the first time, but once I knew the show was happening in retrospect, I got excited about it. Yeah, I'm definitely with you there. And uh, I guess my personal load on Vision is just he shows up in Age of Ultron and then it feels like they nerf his ter- his character entirely for the rest of his tenor. So it was kind of, a, kind of a weird thing that I never really quite got over until we jumped into this show. But now that we're all caught up, let's jump into the show itself because obviously right. it's awesome. We touched it a little bit. Uh, starts in black and white, old school sitcom. Anybody that's seen our podcast knows why. You love it, so sell us on why. Well, I think uh, first of it's it's objectively very interesting the way that they pulled it off. They, I think it's cool that they went back in time to a show, and they filmed it as if they were in the fifties or the sixties, right? They they put things on strings. They did all the you know the flying of the plates and stuff. Now that was CGI. It was like a legitimate plate on a string, and they pulled it across. And, you know, they kept a live studio in there, so they did all the the filmmaking of that so it's fun just from a an ideas point of view like me like that's cool i think it's fun to think about 
how you could pull it off, but still be entertaining in the modern day. Um, and obviously, like I said, I like, you know, It's a Wonderful Life was one of my all-time favorite movies, and most of it's because of my connection with my mom, but that's just, it's a good movie. The, the acting is sort of different when you think about those son of old shows, and WandaVision, I think, does a really cool job of, like, the way they act feels as close as you can to the way they used to act in the 50s. Uh, it's a little over the top. It's a little uh, ridiculous for laughs. And so I really enjoy that it's so different to anything you're going to see today. And like you said, it's it's nice to be able to do it without, because, you know, they still have to be careful about doing stupid, stupid shit, right? They can't be, you know, overly racist. They can't be overly sexist. You got to be doing it in a way that's making fun of it. So you get to enjoy it, but not have to do the problems. And also, it's just, it's hard to watch old TV sometimes, so. Yeah, with you, and uh, you, you even we touched on it. I mean, one, this is the only show that I really cared to watch, the behind-the-scenes featurette thing that they did, uh, Avengers Assembled or whatever it is. I didn't care so much with the other shows. Maybe I will with Moon Knight. But speaking of Moon Knight, most recently on Marvel Stuff Podcast, we've really been, like, glamoring and, like, just praising Oscar Isaac's acting. But we can't forget about Paul Bettany and Elizabeth Olsen being able to accurately play an actor or actress within each decade, they were playing something on a show that takes place in modern times. So I, I don't want us to forget about their acting skills. Yeah, it is cool. And they, and the thing about those first two episodes is you get so little. Um, so it felt like every little piece of information was like that much tastier. You know what I mean? You're, you're that much more invested in the mystery because there's so few breadcrumbs being left behind every episode. But if you don't enjoy the slapstickiness of it, then it's just like a long slog fest to get to the crumbs. But I obviously enjoyed all the stuff that makes it pretty unique. Yeah. And this show, like, uh, like we talked about, it parodies and reflects different eras of sitcoms. So did you have a favorite, like both within the show and in your, like outside of this show, which uh, kind of era was your favorite to watch or your favorite to kind of go back to? Oh man, that's a good question. I would say, mm, I think within the show, it's hard to say because you're trying to think about not necessarily what's the favorite episode of the show because I think there were some that did. I like the whole 70s thing they got going on, even though it's not my favorite episode because there's the whole like uh, weird pregnancy stuff going on. But I like the look of it. I like the the way that Paul Bettany um, is just strolling around. He's very weird in that episode, and I, I super love the whole 70s things going on, which one of my favorite sitcoms is The 70s Show but that's another weird show that's like filmed in the nineties about the seventies. So it, it's more of a 90 show than it is a 70 yeah. show. My favorite part about that is now they're currently doing that 90 show for Netflix and it's yeah. currently 2020. Yeah. So they just keep do, redoing their old shit. I love it. But yeah, I would say, I would say my favorite era of, of sitcoms. I mean, was early two thousands. I mean, uh, obviously when I was in my range, so how many yeah, I don't think so. Oh yeah, love on there, brother. But on a on a more serious note, uh, this show really hits on both trauma and mental illness, and kind of dealing with things that have happened to you as a person. Uh, I mean, obviously the trauma of losing her brother and losing vision. So, do you have any sort of like relation to that, or does trauma have the power to change you as a person, or do you feel like that's something that it's your job to overcome instead of live by? Yeah, it's an it's an interesting uh, uh, debate because I think a lot of times p- 
people people who know my childhood um, in detail, which you probably have to watch a lot of these in depth to get that kind of knowledge, uh, would would think I would be a different person than I am. I often get this. It's one of the most annoying things I hear all the time. It doesn't happen as much, but God, when I was growing up, like, oh, you you're you guys are you're you're so well put together. You would think with your childhood that you would. And that used to drive me nuts because it'd be like, oh, you would think that you would just be such a worse person and all this terrible stuff. Like, okay, yeah, we had a terrible time growing up and there was terrible things that happened. And uh, guess what? We uh, were fine. Like, it's not, and it's not because I'm tougher or anything cooler than anyone else. I just think it's my personal experience uh, with bad things and traumatic events. I handled them better than others. And I think, I mean, if you ask my siblings, that some of them handled it. Um, extremely well and some of them have some issues that they're still dealing with because of it um i don't think any of us buckled under under the weight of it kind of like wanted it but also you heard trauma was a little different so I, I don't i don't know i think it's i think it's definitely feels realistic the show shoots it as if it's realistic i don't know that i could disagree that it is or isn't but from my experience it didn't change me much yeah, I get what you're saying, and uh, that's. I mean, not not. Let's not get it twisted. I mean, obviously, you're you're your own individual person. If you're dealing with trauma, don't feel the need to like, oh, he's normal. I should be normal too. Everybody's kind of on an individual level, and you need to process it the way that you find healthy for yourself, or is told to you by some sort of medical or you know mental professional. But that's no, neither here nor there. I'm obviously, sure plenty of things. That, this uh, is a fun. Disney Plus Marvel show, so we don't want to focus too much on the sad, but it would be remiss of us to completely just ignore that aspect of the show. Now, Wanda goes through an accelerated process of raising children, and uh, you and I are both newish parents, so uh, how would you feel? Like, what about this show is a depiction for you that you can kind of attach to? Well, I'll tell you. Well, first thing that comes to mind is the the fact that I, I don't attach to the the birth giving process at all. That was super not how that goes. It's much longer, more boring, uh, slightly chaotic in a different way than, than TV shows often productive. But you are in. I mean, I I did that super recently. My daughter's not even a month old. You're left in like a lucid state while yeah. you're at that. You're just tired because it takes so that. long, and it's it's definitely not this weird wacky. Everyone's yeah, freaking not, out. Not thing. as fun. Not as fun as it's shown in Wandavision. But continue. No. Um. But yeah, the the kids thing. It's very funny. Um. So yeah, I obviously have a new kid, but the age those kids are in most of Wandavision is closer to what my nephews were, and I, I lived with my brother for a while. Um. So I kind of got to to hang out with, with his kids for most of that age ish group, running around taking tears up, being a little being a little turds that they can be because that's what kids are. Um, and I've just spent my whole life, uh, my most of my adult life growing up as a, as a camp counselor, hanging out with kids like that. So that's probably the part that I, I enjoy more is watching those kids be, you know, kind of how they pick on each other, uh, especially when um, uh, Petra, Petra, the brother, Petra, is that what you say it? I, Petra, I mean, yeah, Peter, Petra, yeah. uh, whatever you want to say. Quicksilver shows back up. Um, right. And like, how the way he picks on the kids is like so exactly what I was like as a counselor and like even and as an uncle that's how you uh treated baby Aaliyah for quite a while just very similar 
Yeah, I, you know, it's just, just like borderline treating them like adults, even though they're kids, uh, picking on them in that sort of way. So that's definitely how I, that's the part that I'm like, yeah, dude, that's, that's totally me. So I love that about the show. Yeah, okay. So, but, um, so Wanda has her kids and Vision, and Vision, but at the cost of kind of this town, because clearly this is all abstract and she's kind of creating the situation is is this a blur the lines type of thing or is she just straight up being a villain in this storyline yeah you know i think there's i think plenty of people would have differing opinions on it but since this show is um its point is to get to know us um i will say i think it's a pretty hard line uh, issue i've always had the mindset of just because someone is important to you does not mean that they are more important to the world than any other random person, I guess is how I, right. I would never choose if it was, if all things were even sure, I would choose my loved one in my family over some stranger. I didn't know, but like, you know, it, it's one of those things where it's like, Hey, if a hundred strangers had to die to save your, your wife, I'm like, I, I don't know. A hundred people is a hundred people. You know what I mean? Like it would suck for me personally to lose my wife or something like that. But the idea that I would torture an entire town for someone I cared about, I get the temptation. I understand that. But that just for me personally, my conviction is like, no, I don't deserve my husband back. You know, like Wanda, I don't deserve vision back more than these people deserve their freedom. So to me, it's a pretty black and white issue, but yeah, the real caveat that she kind of gets herself into that kind of gets more people to kind of follow along with her thought process is she has these imaginary kids. So now it's no longer just losing a loved one. It's, it's losing a part of yourself in a way. So that yeah. kind of, that blurs the lines even more, but I can understand that you're kind of a hard point on there. And I've made it clear in previous episodes that I don't think Wanda's done being the villain. And recently that was kind of, kind of described in the new Dr. Strange movie, which we're here for strange week. Uh, I guess this is a good time right in the middle here. How do you feel about Wanda how she's going to be kind of in this new movie and then we'll kind of go back into WandaVision. Yeah, I think it it's exactly what we were just talking about. I think she has gone the opposite way of what I've gone. I think she thinks it's more important that she gets her kids back than anything else. I think she would willingly sacrifice the multiverse to get her kids back. And maybe not necessarily the Wanda, we know it could be a, you know, other versions of it, but it feels like that's the path she's going down. But she's saying, nope, my kids getting my husband back like more important than everyone on earth. Like she just, she's, you know what I mean? She's kind of stuck in that, in that trauma and she can't get out of it. It's what, that's what it feels like to me. We're going for That's my, yeah. Spoiler alert. Obviously the end of the show ends with her losing everything again, because it was really just kind of a rose tinted glasses. She was never going to be able to hold this. So really, I mean, as much as this show tried to make her more of a hero, by the end, you can kind of see this is kind of a villain origin story here, guys. Let's not lose track of what's going on just because we love Elizabeth Olsen, Scarlet Witch character. Yeah, that's interesting for sure. Now, uh, before we end this, is there anything you want to connect to or you think people should explore deeper upon a rewatch of WandaVision? Well, yeah, that's, that's good. There's a lot of things that I really liked. Um, one of the things I often find myself thinking about, I think I reference it and I kind of just... I use it in everyday conversation now is the, 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 the ship of Theseus argument. Um, the idea of what is, what is you, like what makes you, you, are you, you because of your body? Are you, you because of your experiences? 
um, right? Like if a, a clone of me remembered everything, would it still be me? Um, is there is there any sort of, I think about that a lot. I think it's an interesting topic to discuss. And I think the show did a really cool way of doing it because obviously there was a, a replication of vision. And I think that the, what do you call them, white vision is going to be the vision we know. And it's going to be interesting for us as an audience to decide like, is this vision or is, is yeah, this I not like, vision? I like how this show kind of went away from the trope because uh, being a clone and getting to know your real self is not a new storyline, but the fact that vision was kind of artificially created in the first place. So he never really had the soul to start with. So how is the second vision mm -hmm. any different than the first one? If he still knows everything type of deal. But did he have a soul though? Did he, I don't think what so. Is, what is a soul? Especially in the MCU, what is a soul? Um, I think I think that's another. To me, I guess for me, if you want to know about me, I, I've always felt that anything that had objective, uh, anything that had like objective consciousness, right? If it, if it has consciousness enough to make decisions off more than just instinct, I feel like it's got some level of whatever you would consider a soul especially i think the mcu really wants you to think that so it's kind of where my thoughts lie on that yeah i guess that's fair and that's uh that's kind of all the interview questions i had for you obviously we're in the middle of strange week here uh well actually we're at the beginning of strange week this is gonna be the first episode we got some more fun stuff coming this week uh what else do you really want to discuss in uh regards to wandavision in relation to dr strange well i think Again, we said at the top, you got to watch the show. It's it's important to watch the show, um, not only for like to understand where Wanda is going to be coming from once Doctor Strange shows up. You got to have that that baseline understanding that she lost her kids, she's not going to be happy about it, um, especially if there's going to be some other multiverse version of Wanda. Um, second, it's watch the show and think about like how powerful she really is, uh, almost purely subconsciously, and. It does a lot of flashbacks in that one episode, uh, the penultimate episode where she does all the flashback stuff, and you can kind of see what's going on there. I think, I think you should go into Doctor Strange, especially watching the show, and have the realistic expectation that she might just win a fight against Benedict Cumberbatch if it comes down to it, uh, some sort of one on one. I don't know if that's going to happen, but well, he was defeated by Peter Parker with math, so I think. Having math's Wanda pretty, with math's pretty math's, powerful, dude. We had to take it every single year in school, so it must have been very important. Yeah, I think the chaos magic of it all, like they are, I, I, it's pretty much inevitable they're going to come to uh, come to blows between the two of them. And really, it's it's kind of a toss up. Uh, Kevin Foggy's been noted on multiple occasions that he believes that Wanda's currently the most powerful character within the MCU. So we're going to really see that fleshed out in this movie. I couldn't be more excited. Obviously, Moon Knight's also going to be awesome on Wednesday. But just this week is the highlight for Marvel fans. It's going to be yes. great. We're glad the fans so are listening into our podcast. I mean, we're hoping you guys are loving it, Coach. That's what we're thinking. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, hopefully you guys are enjoying uh, You guys are enjoying Doctor Strange Week. This is sort of the kickoff to it, uh, which is good because I think WandaVision is sort of the kickoff you should have to uh, catching up on Doctor Strange. You should probably also watch Spider-Man. Make sure you're caught up on that one. What else do you need? To, I mean, what if? Again, you, you kind of want to know this stuff. Going I in. recently I saw an article skip. that uh, there a lot of people are saying, like, I think it was Benedict Cumberbatch was quoted saying that the Sinister Strange is not the Strange, the Strange Supreme within what if. So 
I guess we'll see if that's actually true. I mean, Andrew Garfield said he wasn't in No Way Home. So well, Andrew Garfield wasn't that. in No Way Home, dude. I believe that's him. That's true. Colin Weaver did Colin make it. Colin <laughs> Weaver was in No Way Home, though. Uh, yeah, we Doctor Strange is going to be wild. But, yeah, WandaVision's super cool. Um, it's, it's definitely a show worth watching, if only for the for the fun of, of the different it, decades surfing, but also the novelty of it being the first Marvel show. I mean, we can't forget that. That's our, that's our baby. I mean, obviously there was other Marvel shows, but as far as Disney plus taking place within the proper MCU, it's just, it's everything you want it to be. And honestly, Moon Knight's the first time I've even considered it not being the best Disney plus show so far. And there's still one episode coming. So you guys definitely go check out WandaVision before we go to Dr. Strange tomorrow. No one. I did, uh, Surgeon Supreme, which is a uh, volume one of the 2019 series. So if you guys are into comic books, it's going to be our first ever video on Spotify. So check that out tomorrow. Coach, what do we got coming on Wednesday? Well, Wednesday, obviously, we're going to check up on Moon Knight, uh, which was super great, and see kind of how that show ended. But then we want to make our predictions. Uh, we, we try to keep away from any spoiler stuff. We, I, Me personally, I have not done anything other than watch the trailers. I don't want to do anything other than watch the trailers but I'm still going to go out there and shoot my shot with predictions. And I probably look things up so I could feel smarter in the episode, but I'm not gonna just based on the trailers. I'm going to shoot my shot and we're going to predict as many things as we can. Um, we're going to pretend to keep score and then we're not. And then you guys can make fun of us for uh, being wrong about everything. Yeah. If you go back though, our just whoever, everyone that we said was going to be in Spider-Man was there. So really you should consider anything we say a spoiler for the movie. Uh, Thursday, we are going to be doing a spoiler-free review, though. We're going to have a couple of extra bonus friends. We're going to check out an 8 o'clock showing. So uh, day four of Strange Week is probably going to pop up around 11, 11.30 p.m., depending on what time the movie's out and things like that. But it will be coming. And, of course, Friday, we're going to do the full review. Hope you guys are excited because we couldn't be more excited. Yeah. Thank you guys for joining. Uh, thanks for having fun. Thanks for watching. Obviously, uh, these these marvelous depths are, are a little different, I think, than any other channel. It's it's a little unique. We're not just here to review the show. So hopefully you guys like getting to know us. Um, it seems like you are. You guys seem to be watching a little bunch. But as we say at the end of all these, hey, if you got a show that you're really connected to, you got one of the Marvel movies you really like, uh, whether it's just because there's a character you connect to, there's a the storyline that you really seem to feel mimics part of your life, reach out to one of us. Reach out to us on Facebook. Join us in the Facebook group. Say, hey, I want to do a Marvelous Depth on this one. And me or Josh will jump on. We'll interview you. Um, Because as much as we want you guys to get to know us, we want to get to know you. So, obviously, enjoy that. Enjoy Strange Week. Um, Absolutely, just have as much fun as you want. You can't have too much fun without us this week.